Welcome everyone to another YouTube live stream here at the Slapstacks YouTube channel. My name is Aaron, your host, joined by Nate. And hey, today, okay. I'm sure if you join this live stream, you saw the topic for today. We are talking about the sports card market dip because not everything, but some stuff, most stuff I'd say that you all might be accustomed to is on its way down right now. And I think that there's a lot to pick apart here. Why, what to do, how to navigate it. And I uh, think it'll be a good fruitful conversation that we'll uh, probably learn some stuff from you all in the comments too and what you're thinking because uh, your thoughts definitely matter on this probably even more so than our thoughts for sitting here on camera um, very interested interested to see what everyone thinks and what's going to happen and i just want to welcome you all to today's show so let's get it popping and we are going to have some awesome screen share action for today so before we get into slab stocks pro showing some data on the last six months uh, we have a couple of things to talk about. And for those wondering, uh, if you're just tuning in, watching, and are like, what the heck, Slabstocks Pro, go to slabstocks.com, click the Slabstocks Pro tab. You'll, you'll be able to read about it. You'll be able to watch it here live, the actual software and the uh, database. And then you can pre-register on that tab, Slabstocks Pro tab on slabstocks.com. So the sports card dip. But before we talk about a dip, let's talk about an increase. Tim Tebow. hey Said to have been signing with the Jaguars. I don't think it's like official, official, but it's pretty, it's pretty rumored it's going to happen. Um, and Tim Tebow, 424% gain in price since February 22nd, 2021. Was $10 an auction? Well, it was an auction for $10.50, and then buy it now at $55 as an accepted offer. All right. So somebody probably just freaked out a little bit. True, but the only two available right now are like $150 buy it now. So, all right. Either way, something transacted at $55 on this card. Dobbs Chrome X-Ractor, rookie of Tim Tebow. I'd imagine we're going to see a bunch of those listed now that this happened. And I'm sure it'll be lower than this, like Nate's saying, um, the next couple of sales. And it'll probably be within the next like three days. Either way, cool to see Tim Tebow back in the field. Will, I, will he play tight end? Is he finally like giving into the I'm not a quarterback thing? Well, he's not going to play quarterback, that's for sure. <laughs> not for the Jaguars anytime soon. I'm not talking about that he's going to play quarterback. I was more talking about is he just going to like be on the team or play special teams or something. Like, do you actually oh. think he'll like get playing time at tight end? No, just there, just there to have a good time. I think he's probably a good influence. Maybe a good uh, good locker room guy. I've been here. I've made it to the playoffs at the very least. Locker room guy, but I, I doubt. I doubt at the age of 32 you can just walk in and become a NFL caliber tight end. I, I agree. I wish back way back when, when he had the chance to switch the position a little bit, he would have tried it out at least, but want to go play baseball. That's totally cool too. Okay. Coinciding with the market dip that we're talking about today. If any of you have tracked Gary V for the past like four or five months, uh, he has been like all in on the NFT digital world, crypto world all that stuff and it does not surprise me because years back he was so into the crypto stuff years way before that of course when internet was just coming out like super into the internet the digital world and obviously he's like super content digital guy so it makes sense um but in the midst of launching like his biggest project ever with his v friends nft release to go to vcon and if you haven't read up on it it's a lot to explain so you'll have to go google if you so wish to do so um he dropped a tweet yesterday or this morning, I think, actually, that he's looking for LeBron Topps Chrome PSA 10s. And this literally could mean nothing to some of you. It doesn't really mean much to me. 
uh, that Gary himself is looking for top Chrome PSA 10s. But I think it's worth thinking about what this might mean for other people who follow Gary. That's why we're talking about this, because if you think about it, um, he hasn't really said a single word about sports cards for the last like three months. He's been super focused on this whole NFT project release. And even in the midst of that, he notices that the market's going down, puts out a call that he's buying LeBron tops, Chrome PSA 10s. Others might see that and might think, oh, you know, maybe it's a good time for me to buy two. I'm not saying people are going to do that. I just think that it's at least interesting that he put this out there during a dip, during his huge release, and that uh, obviously he's searching for LeBron Chrome Chrome PSA 10s. But not, nothing too much to that probably for now, but you never know. I think he's probably just looking for an opportunity to buy low. I, I agree, and I think that's what the biggest point here is, is that, yeah, there is a time to potentially buy low, but there's a lot to pick apart before we make that statement for sure. Um, and let's go ahead and let's look at Slab Stocks Pro, and we'll come back and take do some takeaway section here um, with the data we're about to view. All right, so, Nate, can you see this? I can see it. Looks All good. Right. Here we are, Slab Stocks Pro Dashboard. We are talking about these four cards today for specific reasons. And why don't we start with the Luca 2018 Prism Green PSA 10. So if we look at the last six months, this card on November 12th, 2020, $3,001 was the sale. Um, picked up pretty hard into the season, all the way up to 4450 and since the start of the season, it's just kind of been down, 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 a little bit of a pickup there. And even further down, all the way to the last sale, which was, I think, last night for $2,351 was the last sale. So down from $3,000, that is clearly a dip. This card is not like super insane high pop. This is not a base PSA 10. Um, I don't have the exact number here as I sit speaking right now which i probably should have but the point is is that this definitely is not like a sixteen thousand pop psa 10 card if i had to guess be around like maybe a thousand maybe a little bit less than that even maybe a thousand though so you know it's not just the case like some would say maybe like oh it's just the high pop cards like this card is not that high population um if it really was just the high pop cards we'd probably see only base psa 10s trend down and this card would maybe you know, go up in price, but that's not the case. Looking at the 2018 select Luka Doncic red numbered out of 199 PSA nine. I think, okay, this is actually a, a faulty graph here. The data switched on me. So I accidentally loaded up a 10 when it was supposed to be a nine. So that is a user error there. We cannot talk about that one. Moving on. <laughs> that was completely my bad. Hey, um, speaking of uh, Luca, 1,084 PSA at from PSA graded 611 PSA 10s. Do with that what you will. 611 PSA 10s? Out of 1,084. Four greens? Yeah. Yeah, so it's really low pop. All right, let me do something really quick. So th this card... Oh, I'm just looking at I just featured the wrong card. Never mind. Let me pull it up. I have it in here. I didn't mess up. If you're wondering, 29,952 total Luca base, 16,859 PSA 10s. This is what I meant to look up right here. It was the 2016 select Luca red of 199 PSA 9. So 
This card was 515 all of last year, all the way until this year. There's just not much sales data on this thing at all. Um, here's the five year trend, or really, it's really like a year and a half trend back to the 2019. But this card got up to 1729 through March, and then most recent sales we'll look at the last month dipped to 1425 up to 1501. So, like, really, this wasn't that steep of a drop compared to the um green psa 10 so there is some saving grace here for numbered cards like serial numbered numbered off 199 from select psa graded you know haven't dropped as hard at least this specific card of course anything we talk about today does not apply to every single card ever made you have to make sure that you're looking at you know specific cards to really see the trend this one's an interesting one so this is kyler murray base psa 10 right here on November 12th, this thing was like $490. Drops way down through the end of the season, down to $340. Picks all the way back up to $602 on March 23rd. Like, Nate, how premature was this football run? I I've never seen I've never seen anything anything like it in football or baseball this past year. No, like like very premature on the base on the football run. Um, coming this early, normally it starts in like June, I'd say mm-hmm. June, July. This started before the draft. And then guess what? Draft happens, um, right around here. I'd even say the 24th, 25th, 26th area. I think that's when the draft was right. Oh, uh, no, it was like the 29th. It's like the 29th. Now I think about it. either way into the end of April here. And then we're dropping all the way down to the low sale 425 recently, which is still up from that low point of 340 but from last season middle of the season it's definitely down and um who knows what we're gonna see and this is the base prism psa 10 over this time frame the six months there's 206 auctions sold of this card and some people list some cards weird too so that might not even include every single one but 206 auctions for prism based psa 10s of this card that's not even buy now is our best offers just crazy yeah. Crazy, crazy, crazy on that. So very high supply card. And then we'll look at the 2019 Prism Kyler Murray Blue Wave of 199. So if you go back to the six-month trend on this, on 11.23, this thing was $1,100. Drops down kind of with the other trend, you know, in the base Prism PSA 10, that dropped down. Here it is at 8.50. And then... A sale spiked to 1650. That was actually a buy it now that sold at 1650. And that kind of coincides with the massive run that we just saw in the prison base PSA 10. And then recently it dipped back down to 1200. But over the last six months, it's at least up $100 versus the prison base PSA 10, which is down a you know a couple of dollars. So I do think that there's some weight to that numbered cards are more. Uh, drop proof in a sense because they're rare and they pop up infrequently especially gem mint ones so at least at that point you're consolidating a bunch of buyers to one card versus a bunch of buyers to thousands of cards with the base market and that kind of concerns me from the standpoint of the base prism psa 10 market um, and psa 9 market and silvers and stuff and i think that that's the next topic that we will jump into here but this data all from slab stocks pro uh, be sure to re- pre-register at slabsocks.com. Hit the Slabsocks Pro tab in the top. Put in your email after you scroll on the page. Uh, the pre-registration list will be the first group of people to know that this is going live and you can create an account 
we are closing in on the release of this. There is a, a few bugs and different things we're you know cleaning up right now and situating the rest of the database and everything. But we are actively working very hard on it. It's clearly you know functional as we have it here, and I'm very excited for you all to get on there and start using it. So be sure to be ready for that. But now let's jump into just the the you know the conversation side of it. I appreciate you all for jumping in the chat too. I couldn't read the chat actually when I was doing that because I had to stay on the tab. But uh, thank you all for 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 being here today. And and Nate, I think I think so much of this. Actually, let me pull back up the presentation. Here we go. So much of this has got to do with the amount of cards that are available and being sold, and the demand that is related to that. And you see it between the base and the you know the red and then the blue wave that we looked at for Kyler. Um, completely different ball game because of the fact of how few there are. And I kind of want to pop up this this thing here that we can. I know this is a little. I haven't done this yet. But the whole slab sex pro share things. I'm trying to figure out the order of how to do these live streams now. But I think we should just talk about these these points right here. I came up with these before the live stream. And anyone else in the uh, comments, be sure to give your reasons for the potential dip right now. Here they are. Number one, stimulus checks run out. Nate, think of when the last market hot stretch was, you know, end of January, beginning of February for basketball, when all those Kobe and those LeBrons and all that stuff just hit, you know, insane highs right after the Dallas card show, the Jordan 700K thing. That was like right when those newest stimulus checks were getting issued or talked about getting issued. COVID restrictions loosening. People are doing other things other than just sitting in their houses and collecting cards and doing card stuff, although that's what I do all day. But, uh, there are people out there who are not doing that all day versus what they were doing, you know, during COVID if they had needed something to do. Uh, number three and four go together and PSA shuts down grading at least everything under $300. And because of that, they are now grading faster. They are grading. The submissions are all outstanding. That massive backlog for the last year they are working through. And as that happens, too much supply for sale at one time comes in the market and then what we see here, the most important point about number five is that people that graded a long time ago, they bought in so cheap. Anyone that graded in the last nine months to 10 months bought in so cheap on whatever they bought, they threw it in a bulk submission, they paid cheap on the grading, they get it back in their cost basis is like minimal compared to what the PSA 9 or 10 value is today. That generally goes for a lot of cards people would be grading. Nate, I'm sure you would be, I'm sure I'd be too, and I get why it's happening. Everyone getting those cards back are so inclined to sell for below what the market is to get a sale and to get the profit. Yep. And there's I no, there's would nothing. Do, I would hundred percent do the same thing. There's nothing wrong with that. I would do the exact same thing. Like if you get back 200 slabs from PSA and most of them are based in silvers and nines and you look and you're like, Whoa, everyone else has these same things coming back. And it's like, I'm into these things for so cheap. I can take a bunch of profit right now. That's exactly what's happening. And I did the exact same thing and I totally get it why that's happening. Especially, especially if you bought into, you know, Luca Base, Kyler Base, um, any base card really. If you are sitting there and you're like, okay, I could hold out for 400 not for a Luca base, right? But you get the point. $400, or I can sell for 325 three times and flip that into something a little bit nicer. You're going to do that all day, wouldn't you? Yep. Yep. And then also, I think coinciding with number five, two, and also number two on this list is as COVID restrictions loosen, more card shows happen. As more card shows happen, 
More people bring their slabs from the past three months to those shows that they got graded. More people that go to those shows understands that there's a lot of certain cards. You walk around the tables, you bring your Luca PSA 10. If you have a Luca PSA 10 base and you're like, whoa, this guy's got 30. This guy's got 10. This guy's got 20. You know, it's like at a certain point, it's like, does that stand out at a show? Definitely not. Nope. Is that exciting at a show? Definitely not. Um, and, and I think that a lot of that is going on too. Now, I don't think that there's enough of that going on to like affect the overall like online marketplace and stuff like eBay. But I think there are people that are understanding that better now than when it's just online and you just you know see eBay sales. But actually going and visualizing in person is different. Number six, I think also has a massive thing to do with it is the digital boom, the NFT and the crypto boom. Of course, like Top Shot has trended down heavy recently, or at least I've, so I've been hearing. I don't really research it myself. Um, but on the other hand, I mean, Dogecoin, Ethereum, Bitcoin, all those things are hotter than ever, especially Ethereum. And I've seen a lot of people buying Ethereum instead of buying cards or selling cards for Ethereum. You know, like that, that definitely, regardless of if you all are interested or if I'm interested or if Nate is, cause I'm definitely not, you know, if we're interested or not, there are people that are. And I think that that is a segment of the market that is at least taking away some of it. Um, I don't know if people are necessarily selling cards by getting usd and then buying ethereum who knows what's happening with that but it just seems that that's a trend that's going on right now and then number seven is i really think that there is just a lack of exciting new releases i don't think that people are really excited about 2020 slash 21 nba releases um how much can you give lamello and anthony edwards before you're like there's only two guys you know yeah. how, how much can you go to target and not get retail on that stuff until you're not excited type of thing. Um, I do think though, that like certain sports are going to do different things based on what's going on. Basketball seems to be not very exciting right now for a couple different reasons. Can that come back? Sure. Excitement can come back. I think that the playoffs and the play in tournament, a lot of that stuff is going to make it a lot more exciting. Um, but in football, how is it? I think football is, even though that's my least exciting collecting spot or investing spot for myself personally i know a lot of people are into football cards of course um i really think that football with four huge potentially five now with jordan love potentially playing five big quarterbacks from last year's releases like four more core or five more quarterbacks from this year's releases that's 10 in the last two years they're probably going to be bought regularly and sold regularly regularly talking too much now um, Nate, do you agree with that? Yes, but also those 10 quarterbacks coincide with Panini deciding to make 20, 30, 40, 50, 60,000 base cards of each for each project product. Yeah. And then that's the problem too. It's not just that, but it's all these different variations. I think we talked about last week a little bit. I know you and I talked about personally a little bit. The um, select, the select variations yeah the select stuff is out of control i mean how there were there are like blue and gold die cuts being pulled out of retail well i think the die cuts are retail exclusive but i could be wrong well then that just switched i guess so maybe that's just a switch i guess i haven't paid attention enough i could also be very wrong on that i saw something one day and i just assumed i don't know if that's the weird die cut where it's like the triangle on the bottom and then the uh Oh, sure. But is there like a, there's like a normal premier die cut, right? Which is kind of like a diamond more so this year. I should know that, but I don't. 
Either way, I guess we well, still they have the die cut field levels too, which is just the stupidest thing. So then there's die cut field levels now. Why? It's <laughs> a good question. So have to ask Panini next time you talk to him. There's a lot that's going on right now that is kind of doing this all this stuff to the market. Um, um, I think that PSA shutting down or suspending grading has to be one of the biggest because people instantly saw a not a path to buying in the near term to grading even if it takes forever at least you know that you can buy and then someday get those cards back right yep yeah i uh for me you know not only stimulus checks running out but people have probably gotten there not me i haven't gotten it but their tax returns and spent their tax returns if they're poor enough to get tax returns back and not pay in um and then covid restrictions loosening i think that's a Another big one for me, not in that, you know, people didn't go out last year, even with COVID restrictions, but that, you know, there's more and more places you can go. And so for like me, if I'm trying to decide between buying a, I don't know, a $30 card or going and playing uh, golf on a Friday afternoon, that's an easy choice for me. I'm playing, I'm playing golf, right? <laughs> I would rather spend the money that way than buy a card, even though I know if I buy a $30 card and I buy the right guy, I could play three rounds of golf for that one card in the future. Um, there's no instant gratification there, right? Where there is for certain things that you can do golf or movies or uh, go out to eat, that type of stuff. Um, Basically, I, what I hear you saying is that uh, it seems to be more you're more balanced, you know, like you're, you're balancing what you're doing, not just you, but others too. Yeah. yeah so, so, so many people were just, it's not that cards don't exist. It's not that people don't collect or don't invest and buy. It's just at a smaller capacity. Yeah. Last year, last year, you know, you're sitting at home, you're working from home and you're not, you're literally not going out. You're not spending oodles of money on drinks at a bar or food at a restaurant or a tip at a restaurant. Right. Uh, you're not going to the movies and getting your large popcorn and a large soda and costing yourself $25 for one ticket to the movies. And so then um, you have that money to go spend and you have nothing to spend it on. I mean, how many video games can you buy before you have no time to play, you know, video games or whatever, anything else anybody does. And so all of a sudden people definitely turned to cards and they were spending every extra cent on cards. And now, you have so much you can do and so many things and so many places you can go. You can take vacations again. You can, you know, hop on planes and go places and um, that type of stuff. And all of a sudden, I bet not only not only are people not spending that money on cards, but they're also taking their card money, selling it and then taking it out of the card market and putting it into things they used to do. Yeah. And that's that's I think the biggest point is the money that might get grabbed out of the market because of stuff, not just like reallocation of new funds you make from like a job or something. Yeah. Um, it's potentially taking profits and spending that profit somewhere else other than cards. Now there, I think there's multiple different ways to look at it though, because like for some people, this is their business. There's actually a lot more people not, this is their business for than two years ago. Like yep. an insane amount more. Um, those people, at least in my opinion, I also probably include myself in this is that those people are probably not looking to take the money out and then go spend it on vacation. Because any money that's not correct, in their correct. business is not making the money because there is still areas... Like, I want to say this too. We just talked a lot about why the market's going down and what to... Or we haven't really talked about what to do yet, but talked a lot about why the market's going down. And there is still 100% a lot of opportunity 
if you do more research, if you find new ways, if you find new things, like it just gets more competitive, it gets harder and certain things that were easy before are not easy now. How easy was it, you know, a year ago, eight months ago to buy a Luca based PSA 10 or something else like that? Or, or makes- buy, buy any buy any rookie quarterback in the offseason and just wait and you make money. Right. So Simple there's that. There's definitely opportunities, but strategies need to shift. You know, like okay. for myself, I've, you know, tried to find strategies in the soccer car market that I wasn't applying before because before it was buy your $10 rookie card, send it to PSA and wait a year and get it back. And then your PSA 9 or 10 might be worth 50, 75, you know, $100. And that's mm-hmm. a great strategy for people to have that just isn't available right now. So I think a lot of people are kind of like, well, I don't know what my strategy is, so I don't really know if I should be spending money, too. We might see the moment that PSA reopens, and if they figure it out and they hired three times their employees and they can accept those $25, $30 submissions, you you might see all this stuff start over again with the market. Um, I also think, looping on or building on that, I think this is one of those things where humans are kind of um, predictable in that, if you see something going down, the car market was going down probably because of PSA, right? PSA news and uh, other news on top of that makes it go down a little bit. Well, when you're not expecting something to go down and it starts going down, it's highly unlikely that you're going to buy in at that moment, right? Right. And to back up. So it's just going to keep uh, dropping. And I think a lot of people fall into that. I fall into that where I'm like, oh, I don't want to put money in that right now because I don't think it's going to go up for four months and I'd rather get that money out sooner. Um, and so I think a lot of people run into that situation where they watch the NBA modern market go down or soccer market, um, Erling Holland, right. He went down or something like that. No, he um, got eliminated from Champions League, but he also is actually hurt right now. He didn't play last game. Uh, the baseball market, right. Unless you had, unless you happen to be a fan of a dude that was like $2 and got some MLB playing time and you made money. There's a lot of guys, you know, Mike Trout is down, even though he's having the best year of his career. Um, and so there's a lot of guys, stuff that just doesn't make any sense. And I think it's just everyone kind of in the same mindset of, Oh, why would I buy in now? If it's going down, I'll wait to see if it starts going back up before I buy in. Check out this comment from Drew. This is a great comment. Demand on eBay has dropped due to so many card shows, which causes prices to go down on eBay, which sets the value of cards. This is a great point because recently I've also, have you know i there we have three big shows this month we just did miami two weekends ago we're doing wisconsin Dells this upcoming weekend and we're doing dallas at the end of may um i for sure not i mean i have been buying quite a bit of soccer through ebay and stuff but i'd get more cognizant like do i need some cash for the show you know do i want to buy the show um obviously it, having a booth in, at wisconsin Dells, like i gotta have stuff in the booth too so i can't just like only come up with cash to buy. But the, the point is, is that people going to shows definitely are like, I need to budget for shows. I need to bring $2,000, $3,000, $100, $200, whatever it is for your budget. You know, like that makes sense. You're going and spending at the shows versus eBay. And then the funny thing is, is that by you doing that, it almost drops the value of the cards because they, they don't get the sales that were get recorded publicly. Yep. Right? Like I sold my Mbappe Kaboom PSA 9 for quite a bit uh, pretty high you know good good amount six thousand dollars but that sale didn't get didn't get logged on ebay it didn't get logged on slapstacks pro for them you know for that matter too like i could verify it i'm the one that sold it but you know other people selling stuff i can't verify Mm -hmm. so that's a very interesting point i really really do like that um i do like what 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 you uh point out there 
let's see, Oscar, <laughs> excited for those desserts. Thank, thanks to your grandma for bringing those. Uh, is that Dell show still going down? Oh, absolutely. The Wisconsin Dell show is still going down. There's going to be over 300 booths there. A lot of people there. I think that show is going to be really, really fun and really hot. And I do think that like people, I do think that people do save for shows. I have saved in the past for the national. I've saved in the past to go to different shows when I was younger. Like it just happens. And if people are doing that, it will decrease the value of, or the amount of demand on eBay. I agree. Uh, Nick, my my sale didn't get recorded because it happened at a card show. You know, it doesn't get registered on eBay or on any database or anything like. Like I, I mean, I like I said, I physically could record it and say that is valid because I sold it myself. I can verify that, but it's not like that. Card shows have you know databases. It'd be interesting. Tom Adams said uh, one day we will have to register these card show sales for that reason. It'd be kind of funny if like somehow there was like QR codes that you could scan like once you get into the show and you actually put your transactions through this thing and the databases get collected. They should put a QR code on the back of every card. And then you plug in the price when it gets sold and then it gets logged for each for each show. Each show holds a database. Each show gives Slabstocks Pro the database for each show and then we log them into the data. I like it. That'd be cool. And then people idea. mess with the prices that they didn't go for because they want their cards to go for higher. And then it's a whole big thing and a problem. <laughs> um, yeah, look at Thomas says, you know, I'm saving right now for Dallas. Great point. And you know, people got to save to go spend at shows. Yeah. And I mean, for me, right, I have a number of cards that I would like to buy right now. Um, but I'm not going to buy any of those cards with my savings um, or my checking until I sell some other cards, but I wasn't planning on selling any cards until I sell the card show. Right. So like if there is plenty of people like me doing that, all of a sudden, if you get more card shows and we're going to three this month, if you've got plenty of people going to three or two um, and they're spread out a little bit, you're taking, I mean, I, I've taken myself completely out of the market, Right. 100% out of the eBay market for cards. Not that I'm always in. I'll buy here and there because um, I don't have the funds to like buy constantly. But I'll buy here and there. And you need those people that buy this one card here or this one card there and spend you know, $400 on a year. If you take them out completely for a summertime because they're going to card show after card show after card show uh, and you multiply that by a thousand, you know, and they each spend 400 bucks, 400 grand. See, but here's the here's the problem with me now is that I'm like acting the opposite. Like I was, my plan was this: go to Wisconsin Dells with a good amount to buy. I did not go to Miami with really anything to buy unless I sold in Miami. Like Nate just said, he's going to Wisconsin Dells with cards. If he sells, he'll buy. Type of deal. That's what my strategy was for Miami too. I want to switch it to go to Wisconsin Dells, you know, with cash. So I can buy at the booth and buy soccer cards from people. Um, I'm still doing that, but I found like too many good deals on eBay that I can't stop buying these cards because. I think people are doing the I'm not going to spend money because I'm waiting for card show thing or maybe just like, oh, like I'm not interested this second or whatever. And whoever knows, for whatever reason, I got some good deals. And it's I, I like part of me is like, dang, I wish I didn't buy that so I could go buy more at the show. But then the other hand of me, it's like, oh, it's such a good deal. I had to buy it. So. Well, I think I think you're in a little different boat than me because you're like, I see a good deal. You buy it. If I saw a good deal right now, I still wouldn't buy it because I haven't sold my cards and I don't want to sell them on eBay and give eBay 12%. I would rather right. see I give somebody I a discount. 
I sold some cards this past weekend through Instagram stories on my Slab Stack yeah. account. So like that kind of helped fund those things. But I'm in this bad spot to where I can't stop buying. I, I'm a real, I am such a like bad like when I find deals, I just keep buying. <laughs> like, I think a lot of people are probably like that too in the card market. It's like when you know, when you know, you know, you keep going. Of course, sometimes. Let me find that comment again. Um. It's way up here. Oh, sometimes if you're like Dwayne, uh, you think you're getting a deal courtside at 2.1. I think this is the Luca courtside. Um, and then bought a second at 1.8. Now the last sale is 1.6. So even sometimes when you think you're getting a steal, you know, if he just waited a little bit longer, he cost himself, you know, 800 bucks compared to yeah. the last sale. Yeah. So. Sometimes you think you're getting a steal and you're not. So that, here's let me t let's talk about this. This is a good topic of discussion. You all can throw in your comments into this too. The whole like herd mentality of, of the market. Prices are going down. No one wants to buy. Prices are going up. Everyone wants to buy. Mm -hmm. I think that not enough people are willing to buy in on the dip because possibly that reason that Dwayne just said. You know, you risk it going from two point one then to one point six. If you buy when it goes from one point six to one point eight. And you think that it can go from 1.8 to 2.5, then you're buying up and you're part of the part of the reason why it's going up too. But that's why I think that the timing, if you know what you're doing, you could do really well if you like time that dip well, type of thing. Yeah. I, it's one of those things where I think it, it's just human nature. It's hard to be like, hey, I bought at 2.1 because I saw it's going down. If it goes to 1.6, you kind of get a little panicky and you're like, well, how far can the bottom drop out? And you might panic sell, sell, you know, that type of thing. Um, yeah. But if you believe in your process and you buy a 2.1, you just hold on to that and yeah, let it ride. And I'm sure and, you'll make money. And let's be clear. We actually were having a similar discussion about this last October or yeah, last October, I think, or September after the NBA bubble. It, it was real. It was like 40% dip across the board, like very, very real. And I remember Sam did the whole quote, the sky is falling video and stuff. And and then, of course, it bounced back. And it went even higher, some of these cards in the NBA bubble. Not all of them. Anthony Davis didn't reach the height of the bubble and everything. But this happens. And Rob pointed out, you know, if you're in the business long enough, you realize that dips happen all the time. And you really need to, you know, figure out what's right for you. I think that's the most important part. It's like, what's right for you? Like, what do you want to do? Do you want to buy rare cards? Do you want to buy non-graded? Do you want to grade them? Because no matter if the dip is going down or not right now, people have bought non-graded and have their cards sitting at PSA. If you didn't overspend, if you didn't pay for super, super like high grading for a card that makes no sense to high grade with, you'll probably still make money in eight months. You know, mm -hmm. like Nate, your baseball cards. I'd be hard pressed to believe that you that those won't be higher than you know the cost of the card plus submission. For yourself. Um, I mean, yes, it's highly unlikely unless every single thing PSA nines. It is almost impossible for me to lose money, even if guys are dipping. Right? I sent in some Gavin Lux because I was like, maybe he gets some time. Well, those apparently dropped to thirty bucks. I haven't checked in a while, but even at thirty bucks, as long as they PSA ten, I'm still making money. Not a ton, but I'm still making money. And so that's the thing. If you get in really cheap and you send in. Um, a little bit harder to do at $25. You know, you buy a Gavin Lux rookie for a buck and you send it in for $25. you are not making any money at the end of the day. But right. um, at 17 and those were kind of just 
water under the bridge at that point with all the other uh with all the other bows and um Yordans and stuff I had and Kyle Lewis's you're still making money but yeah I don't know it's one of those things where you got to buy the you got to buy the right guy because if you're buying Gavin Lux and sending him in now and he's $30 in 8 months you are not making money no and I I think that there's some points here we need to point out so Chris if you believe in cards you should buy in this market as long as you're buying the right cards I 100% agree with Chris I have been buying for the last 2 months now pretty hard and religiously uh, in my fun soccer car market that I really enjoy. And I totally believe in the car market. Otherwise, I wouldn't be sitting here right now talking to you all. I totally believe in the soccer car market. Nate believes in the baseball card market. But you got to really, 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 really be confident what you're doing, pick apart what you're doing, and understand what you're doing. There is no more, everyone's buying Luca PSA 10, let me go buy Luca PSA 10. Do not do that, please. And I think something I want to point out here is, Nate, when did we do that live stream? I'm trying to find it. Um how many was this a month and a half ago where we talked about here we go almost two months ago we did the forecasting the six month sports card trend got over six thousand views okay you and i specifically talked in that episode guys and girls psa submissions are going to come back like crazy you know if you have base psa 10s psa 9s you know i think like i talked about that is the specific segment of the market i think is going to go down and you know i'm not i'm not trying to sit here and say like Oh, you know, we were right or anything, because I do think that, you know, there could be value for people out there if you do really want to jump back in the market. But this is very important. Sharpshooters comment. I still stayed away from the base cards and common rookies from day one. I've seen this before. I'd say a year ago, Nate and I bullish on the base PSA 10 market because you could buy non grade. You could grade cheap. They'd come back from grading. Oh. And also the fact that the pop reports are small and demand was still rising. We were bullish on the market because you could get a Fernando Tatis PSA 10 for $30. Exactly. Right. And I, I not three not $300. Right. And I wanted to make that clear. You know, yeah. um, that- I wanted to bring up a point. You know, sharpshooter, I stay away from base cards and commons from rookies from day one. Now, I have a lot of base cards and common cards at PSA. In fact, probably all of them. Um, but you Why better believe the moment I get those back, PSA 9, PSA 10, I don't care. I am selling them. I am selling them and I'm getting out of them. And if I believe in Kyle Lewis, I will sell all my Kyle Lewis's and I will buy golds and I will buy foils and I will buy um, Meyer Purples or Independence Day or whatever have you if I believed in Kyle Lewis, right? I would sell the Kyle Lewis based PSA 10s and turn that into whatever nice Kyle Lewis I can get. Um, Gavin Lux, I'd do the same. If I believed in him, Jordan Alvarez, I'd do the same because I would rather take those cards, sell the PSA 10s, and get the $50 a pop or whatever and turn that into one nice card of that guy than I would hold on to those cards and hope they go from $50 to $70 or whatever it's going to be. I will agree with Nate. I'll take it back to when I first got into the soccer car market, August 2019. I bought... Rare, I bought base. I sent them to get graded. Base that didn't look good. I didn't grade, obviously. I sold them raw. And I took anything I made from base profits and I bought BGS 10 and Bappe Blue of 150 2017 Tops Chrome. I also bought, um, was it? I bought another card with that same money, I think. I can't remember at this point. But either way, I, I did that. To take to color up is what I'm trying to say. Like, you know, you're a casino, you have like a ton of five dollar chips, 
Yeah. You go and you turn them on for your $100 chip and you leave. Similar thing in the card market. I've always had the expectation of myself to, if I do buy base cards, if I do grade them, I do get PSA 10 sales on base. I am buying the best color card, the best numbered card of that given player that I still believe in. And that's why I'm okay with selling Mbappe at, uh, what was it? I think it was like $60 a raw base, which went way higher at one point. I was okay with it because I bought his blue refractor BGS 10 rookie that then I sold for like seven some grand. So there's always, there's always room to like realign what you're doing. You know, I yeah. want to make that clear that you can always re redo your strategy. Don't, don't think that just cause you can't get into a card right now, you can't in the future or that cause you have all base PSA 10s. Now you can't do something else in the future. I also don't really want to prompt people to make decisions based off of what we're saying only. Please go back home and do your research. Yeah. And, and, and if, you like your, if you like your base PSA 10s or PSA 9s, by all means, hold on to them. Don't may, have me force your hand into selling. I don't want to do that. Um, just for me, if I were to get those cards back, um, and I wouldn't I wouldn't sell my Kyle Lewis's and stick them into Kyle Lewis as much as I like them. I'd stick them into some Bowman autos probably. But uh, it's just one of those things where you're looking at this market and you're looking at guys like Luca with 16, 17,000 Prism PSA 10s out of 29,000. Like, is there going to be enough people interested? I'm sure there's going to be plenty of people interested, but are there going to be enough people interested that want a Prism base PSA 10 of Luca in the future? Think about it. You didn't have options for Jordan, you had the 86 Fleer. You had the 85 or 84 star. I think it's 85 star. And if you really were, or no, 84 star. And then if you really were like crazy, like me, you were grabbing the 85 Jordan, you know, Nike. And there were not that many options. Now there are so many options for so many players that, you know, this trends change all the time. You, you just went through it. You just went through it last week with your, um, your, your budget buys. You know, we talk about Prism all the time and Optic and Select, but you have what? Uh, contenders basketball. You have like Absolute. You've got uh, Donruss. You've got um, Court Kings. Court Kings and Chronicles Obsidian. There's a lot. Yes. Uh, all kinds of cards of all of these guys to the point where. Why spend $2,000 on a pop 17,000 Luca when you can get something that looks nicer for significantly cheaper? Mm -hmm. And and I also don't want, I know last week, I think that we kind of did this together because last week we focused so much on the everything under $100 that there's still great value to find it under $100. Just because we're sitting here and saying that you can like trade up right now and spend more money and consolidate and everything. Um, we don't want to say that this is for high dollar people only. I think that's some of the problem right now is that people are looking at the market and saying like, oh, only rich people can do it. That is not true. Um, if I had $10, if I had $10,000, I'd be finding a way to buy sports cards and try to you know, flip and collect and make money out potentially and everything. Like, It doesn't matter. Now, you do need to be more mindful and you got to really, really, really be tactical. What's up? Uh, I mean, your $10 point, the amount of guys I've seen that were not $10 Bowman Chrome autos before the season and have a hot month or a hot week. Uh, Adol uh, Adolis Garcia for the Rangers, four home runs last week, right? Um, his prices are way up. Um, he'd been having a good year before that point, obviously, but like before the season, you could have probably bought a Bowman Chrome auto for three bucks. I don't know what they're at now, 
but I know there are 10, 20 times that probably 30 times that. Right. Um, and so usually those guys are the guys that you're a fan of the team. Like you probably don't have any business owning that. If you are a fan of the Chicago Cubs and you have a Adolis Garcia, like that would right. never happen because that would be a, a waste of funds. But there's still guys, if you are a fan of the team, you know, buy a buy a Tyrone Taylor for the Brewers, right? I bought a Sapphire Auto for 15 bucks. I was like, whatever. I like it. If he does well, I'll sell it. If he doesn't, I have a sweet Sapphire Auto for 15 bucks, you know? Right. Um, and so there's always guys that you can do that with that cost dirt cheap, and all of a sudden they pop off for one week and you can make easy money. Yeah. And I do I do really believe that uh this is going to force people to get smarter. It really is. You know, like instead of buying every single person that anyone talks about, you know, mm-hmm. you sit there and you really actually think about who do you want to buy and who do you think is going to be legit in a year, in two years. Like for me, when I was, when I've been buying soccer, I've been like, okay, what players do I actually like really, really like? And do I think are really, really going to be good? And that's who I'm buying. You know, like it's not just because I believe that demand can rise because I do believe so too, but in the past, for those that weren't here two, three, four, five years ago, you really need to do some great stuff to make your prices go up. <laughs> you really, really got to do some great stuff. You got to rise from like the 80th prospect to the 20th. Or you Aaron, gotta... Aaron, when we were buying a couple years ago, when you were buying $10 Bowman Chrome autos, right? The the hope, the hope was that after a good season, if it was $10, you get to 20. Yeah. That was the hope. Now, you buy a $3 auto and he has a good three weeks and he goes up to 30. Yeah. So it, just, like, just for reference for people. Yeah. No, it, it was very, very, very different and difficult. Uh, Magic. Thank you for this comment with Aaron, Nate, and this chat. This is turning into one of the most informative sports card an- analysis talks I've seen. Not joking. So much great information here. Uh, we appreciate that. And all hundred of you watching right now, we appreciate, appreciate you for being here too. Uh, and, Thank you. and that wasn't just a compliment to us, but it was also a compliment to all 100 people in the chat because obviously yes. there is uh, a wealth of knowledge, um, not just from Aaron and I or Aaron and maybe a small tidbit of knowledge <laughs> from me, uh, but also so many guys in this chat have so much card knowledge that, um, you know, if you're in the chat, mine, mine their knowledge. Uh, I'm sure they'd be happy to give it to you. Yeah. By the way, feel free to write whatever you, you all see fit for this discussion in the chat, for sure. Um, uh, hey, question. Yeah. How much of this? How much of this do you think is uh, because of the digital boom? Number six. So I know we talked about a lot of them, and PSA has a big reason, right? And free money has a big reason, <laughs> um, and people being able to do other things is a big reason. But you know, the one that's hard to wrap your head around is how many people are taking their money from cards. And putting it into digital cards, or more specifically, how many people bought into Dogecoin at two cents and sold out at five cents? Right, me. me. Um, I should have held, idiot. Uh, but uh, you know how much of that? How much of that is because people are like, you know, I could buy cards, or I could buy Dogecoin today for forty-seven cents and see if it goes up to like sixty-two cents, and then inevitably go down to like fifty-one cents, and I'll buy then. After I've sold and then sell it for fifty-eight cents, and then you know, and and you can buy instantly, sell instantly, play it on the weekends. Um, yeah, um, I think 
a substantial amount of the people that got into cards because of the money only. That's the best way I can put it. Yeah. People that got into cards because of money, money strictly, nothing to do with the cards themselves or the people involved or any of that stuff. No, no, no concern, no concern for the cards at all. No, no. love for the cards. Yeah, or no even appreciation of 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 the business. I suppose they're not, they're not going to be buying random Ryan Braun twenty twenty one top series one cards because it's his last Ryan Braun card, right? Yeah, and I don't mean that you have to be involved in the business of sports cards to to do that. I mean, you don't. I mean, you don't have to buy your favorite player necessarily to actually like it. I mean, I see it as people enjoying the process of what it is and relating to their childhood or to friends and stuff, and that that's really you know how people stay in and everything. But I do think the people that got in for the strict reason of dollars only and left because of dollars only, that could cause quite a big chunk of money to leave. And I think that a lot of it went into it potentially top shot two months ago. But then that top shot potentially left top shot, went into Ethereum now. You know, like you see these people that hop from thing. I'm not to I'm thing. not gonna name names, but I think we're thinking of the same guy here. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, you see you see people that that hop from one thing to the next thing to the next thing. Yeah, it was it was it was shoes, and then it was cards, and then it was top shot, uh, top shot, and now it is Dogecoin, and tomorrow will be Safe Moon, and the day after that it will be like I don't yeah. know, Matchbox cars or some crap. Um, and Power will, Ranger figures. Yeah, it'll keep it'll keep going on down the line. It was mugs, mugs for a while, right? People love <laughs> mugs. Um, but yes, I, I do think that that is, is a lot of what's going on. But let, let's also remember that those people are not the ones that drive the collector value or the scarce value behind these, some of these cards. I mean, you are still going to see cards sell for all-time highs in multiple categories, in multiple different players, in multiple different cards, because there's a large part of the market, myself being one of them, that doesn't care that Joe Schmo that traded shoes and now trades Top Shot or Dogecoin or Crypto isn't buying a base PSA 10 of Luca anymore or cases of sealed retail wax. You know, like I don't care about that. I'm still going to go buy my high and Mason Mount. There's plenty of people like me. They're going to do that with their own players, with their own things, with their own teams, you know, with their own sets. Yep. And I think that's what to really remember here. Um, This is not supposed to be a doom and gloom. Sky is falling chat. This is not supposed to be that. And I think that Nate would agree with that. This is supposed to be a, hey, look and see why people are maybe spending less money on cards, figure out where they're spending less money on cards, and figure out how you can maybe strategize going into the future with that in mind. And this might, who knows, market might pick up hard. Just because we're talking this right now doesn't mean that market can't pick up really hard through the end of the summer and stuff. Yeah, It definitely could. But keep in mind for the next time that the next dip comes, because it's going to happen year over year over year. We're going to see different dips at different times for different reasons. Keep in mind that this stuff we're talking about and the cards that are susceptible to this stuff are the ones for a reason. And those are going to be the ones that constantly go through those flows. Yep. You just have to adjust. You just have to adjust your mindset. And, you know, some of it might be, hey, you could have bought a Prism PSA 10 Luca or a Prism Silver PSA 10 Luca. And now maybe you go into something that isn't as sought after like a green, but the poppy board is significantly less. Right. I, I I definitely agree there. Like I think that stuff runs its course too. That that point was not on there, but stuff runs its course. People yep. can only look at a chart of Luca Prison based PSA ten so many times before they're like, this card is nothing to me. You know, like 
or like I just posted about Anthony Davis prison based PSA 10 today, like pretty stabilized right now around $2,000 and he had a huge game last night, but there's only so many times that people can see that card. Aaron, let me ask you a question. Yeah. You love cards. Yeah. Like, love, love, love cards. Yeah. Most like my entire life. Um, and so you're a little bit different than a lot of people in that. Like, like I like cards, right? You love cards. Sure. Um, and you love Giannis. Right. But if you had a Giannis rookie prism, say two, so you could hold on to one, would you really care about it if it's a prism base rookie? I know it's Giannis and everything, and you love cards, but it's still a prism base rookie of your. It's your favorite player. It's your favorite buck of all time, but can it's still I, a prism can base. I, can I sauce you a situation? Yeah. Last summer, when I was, you know, going out of some of these cards and stuff and figuring out ways I wanted to whatever, run, slap, sex, FC, all that stuff. I kept my patch auto of Giannis, 9.5. I kept my cornerstones, downtown insert, PSA 10. I no longer have my prison base PSA 10. Yeah. And that's so the, even, even a answer. guy like you that both loves the player and loves sports cards, you have literally no interest in a prison base. And I don't think anybody does. You're not going to sit there. I mean, some of you might sit there. If I had a prison Luca, I'd be like, yeah, I love this card because it's my most expensive card, right? Um, but for like people that have been in this a long time and have been good at flipping and buying and flipping and buying, they're not going to care whatsoever. It doesn't even matter if it's their favorite player. They are not going to care about a base card because it's just, there's no eye appeal. It's not interesting. I mean, there's just so many of them. Yeah. <laughs> um, there's, I'll tell you what, there's only one, there's only a very select few base cards that I'm a fan of and it's stuff that was so low production that it matters you know like certain tops chrome sets that are really rare that don't have many parallels that stuff is cool cards that don't have any parallels in that set are cool i'm a big fan of contender soccer for that reason uh chronicles there's three variations of the card there's the base the red short printout of t-mall and the cracked ice and that's it base cards matter there base cards don't matter to me when there's a base and then there's 50 other parallels <laughs> like yep. That is where it starts to get really, really dicey. Uh, um, so, like, if if we're talking like select concourse, you couldn't care less about select concourse because you still have the premier level base and the field level base, and you know every parallel inside those uh, parallels. Mind, mind that you also have a club level base now. Oh, you have a club level base too. <laughs> Silly of me to forget that. How could I forget that? <laughs> Uh, okay, so we got a few minutes left, so I got to run through a couple of things here for the people watching. But uh, we do have three breaks left this week um, for Slab Stocks breaks. We have one soccer break left, a few spots left, and an Obsidian box break. We have not opened Obsidian yet here, but I'm very excited to dig into the soccer for that. Some really beautiful cards out of that set. I really like it. And then we have the basketball budget break, which has a few spots left, Hoops and Hoops Premium Basketball. And then we have pokemon packs we have a few px packs left bundles with a one in six chance at a really cool psa slab it's gonna be pretty pretty sweet tomorrow um for that psa slab so check that out slabstocks.com slash shop um we appreciate your support because whatever we do through breaks and through anything else that's that's what makes slab stocks pro run you know that's the only reason why i was able to sit here today and actually show you it and what's going to be available for free for you we're definitely taking anything that we can uh generate and reinvest in our business and reinvest into helping out the community through slab Socks pro to get data into your hands for free. And that is very, very important um, for, you know, for us. I like it. <laughs> Pulling a headbert while listening to me talk about headbert destiny. 
That's awesome. And then also a uh, slab shield. If you all haven't seen this, uh, protect your investment. I've been using these a lot of my high end cards. Um, scratch proof case slab stocks, or it's not case slab, uh, scratch proof shield that goes over the top of the PSA or BGS slab at slabstocks.com slash slab shield. You can order yours um, in quantities to get price breaks. I'm a big fan. And the more I put on, the easier it gets to. These things are very easy to put on once you practice a bit. And uh, I definitely hate scuffed up sk- slabs. I have my entire life. And uh, I'm putting them on any card I'm getting. Basically, that's you know over $250 is kind of like what I'm calling it. There is a little bit of the pros that I just said, too. Last promotional thing really quick is this weekend we're going to the Wisconsin Dells Card Show. I'm going to see a few of you there in the chat. I know some of you said that you're going. I'm Oscar. very excited to meet you all. What? Oscar. Oh, yeah, Oscar's going to be there, and we're going to get some cheesecake and some apple pie, I know, some cinnamon pastries or something. But uh, any of you that can go and are in the Midwest area, this will be the biggest show in the Midwest since there's 2019 Chicago. 300 National. plus tables. And there's still fill, there's still more to be sold too. So if you do want a booth there, we will have a booth there. I'm very excited. Um, you can still go to I think it's Wisc Card or Wisc Dells Card Show.com. Just Google Wisconsin Dells Card Show and it's the first URL. And you can uh, sign up for a table if you do wish. I think they have space to get up to 600 potentially, which I think in the in the future um they will. Dwayne, Aaron, are you buying the Mbappe dip? Yeah, I am. I've accumulated a couple of nice Mbappes over the last couple of weeks because of that. Um, this is very interesting from Lord Hibachi. Google Trends shows sports card in- interest is still near an all-time high. Also, the hedge against inflation that collectibles can be at has gone pretty overlooked recently. I agree. Um, you know, US dollars keep getting printed and printed and printed and printed. Um, these things all carry value and value that has been going up a lot for scarce items. And I can see that definitely uh playing to it. But I'm gonna have to look up that Google Trends thing. It might be worth uh making a post on Instagram about it and uh thanking Lord Hibachi for saucing that information idea over. Uh Toa, I would say probably probably not worth it. Um the last car- couple card shows I've been to. The mask wearing is iffy, iffy at best. And while Wisconsin's been pretty good, I've noticed people have been pretty lax about it, even in uh, unrelaxed areas like Eau Claire. I just went into the gas station the other day, and there was like five people in there without masks. Um, And so, you know, there's going to be plenty of card shows in the future. I would, if I were you and you're high risk for COVID, I would sit this one out. Um. Yeah, it definitely depends on if you have the vaccine or not, too. I know a lot more people are, you know, willing to go to shows now with the vaccine and everything, too. And I'm imagining that you might not have it or wish to get it if you. Uh, well, you can. I mean, you can have the vaccine and still yeah, get COVID. I mean, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. It's just all an odds game at that point. Yeah. All right. We have got like a minute and a half left. So if anyone wants to put a question into the chat for the last minute and a half, we'll maybe take like two here. Um, it's a pretty long conversation today, a lot to digest, and uh, I do appreciate you all for hanging around and talking through that. I know that some of you, um, you know, might be like worried about cards you own. I don't want to downplay that either. Like, I feel for you. Um, I've been through it in the past. I've had cards that have you know gotten crippled in price and stuff. Like, definitely don't hang your head. Um, I've made a million mistakes in my collecting life. You all will make mistakes too. A lot of you might have only been in it for the last year and a half max, maybe two years now, maybe even a year or less. Um, and they don't takes, even know what bad times are like. <laughs> it takes know? time. Yeah, it takes time. Like, please, please, please stay confident and you know keep learning. Um, 
if you're a big fan of the industry, don't let like a short term price drop and some of these cards discourage you from discovering more, finding more out or asking more questions or learning more or being involved in the community, all that stuff. I mean, look at Aaron. He's got the world's greatest Orlando Arcia collection. <laughs> Guys, when I was, Nate, how old was I? Like, super, I was probably like 17 or something. Oh, yeah. I, I spent like two grand, which is pr- pretty much everything I had, except for like my Forrest Whitley collection, maybe a th- at least a thousand and a half on Orlando Arcia. And hey, he, hit, he hit three home runs yesterday for Braves AAA team. <laughs> I was hoping you were going to say Braves MLB team. <laughs> That's insane. Um, but the point is, is that at that point, let's say that we were like 10 years along the timeline and I was like still 17. Um, that could have been enough to be like, hey, this isn't worth it for me. I totally screwed up, you know. But no, I have learned a million things over the last 10 years. It hasn't been 10 years since that. It's been like five. But um, and and it's made me better every single time, which is great. Uh, you guys have any news about the Nationals? So I did see that. They announced that in July, Donald E. Stevenson Convention Center is going to reopen for events. So I imagine the National, too. It all sounds like good things. Um, it's pointing up, you know, the, the idea of the National happening. So I would I would assume it's going to happen. But, of course, I know they're waiting to get, like, in a, a you know very concrete ruling before they say anything from Illinois State and all that stuff, Rosemont City or whatever. Uh, Chelsea or City, Nico, you know I got to pick Chelsea, man. I'm a huge Mason Mount fan, all those other guys. Uh, got to go to Chelsea, although I know a lot of people are picking City. But Chelsea's been playing really well recently and beat them twice in a row. Wait, was that, was that who you guys were playing the other day when I accidentally called them? Uh, <laughs> yeah, it was Man City. Man, you? <laughs> Nate sends me a picture of the TV as Chelsea's playing Man City. And he's like, man, you, man, you, man, you, just to get in my face because he knows I like Chelsea. And I'm like, dude, <laughs> not even playing Man U. <laughs> Same difference. <laughs> Uh, aren't both aren't both new york ba- uh baseball teams the same right mets and yankees super yeah. similar. super yeah. super similar hey answer this oh uh vlad tops nno and tops chrome hold or sell uh so i know we just got done talking about how i would sell all my base and buy into something more expensive and if that's the route you want to go i would do that and get into something a little bit nicer vlad um but if you're not playing on that i would hold because i do think vlad is one of those few guys that actually has room to go in his base card when compared to a Soto or a Cunha or uh, Tatis. Um, I think he's right. I think he's right there with his bat. Not the glove, obviously, because he's first baseman. Um, but I think he's right there with his bat, where he becomes, you know, that fourth guy in that tier. Uh, last question here from uh, Muse. What's a good basketball card to start my slab collection? It's not too expensive. This is what I do. I would go to last week's uh, live stream. A week ago today, I would watch the basketball section where I talk about some different sets that are cool. And I'd, you should then look up those sets, figure out if they're cool for yourself. And then what I'd recommend doing is typing in the set onto eBay and then typing in some player names that you enjoy, typing in like PSA or BGS and like sorting by maybe under $100 if you're looking for inexpensive. And I guarantee you that you can find some cool cards, some cool slabs for under hundred bucks in eBay from those sets. And maybe people like them in the future and uh, they gain some money. If it's a good player that progresses over time. Um, but that's, that's really up to you, but that's the best way I would say to do it. You know, pick a set, pick a grade, pick a player and kind of find stuff that you enjoy. And you know, you can't go wrong with that if you enjoy it. That's why I like to think too. All, All right. right. Good place to end. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, Nate pulled a five and five Mario Feliciano. Love it. Um, obviously not a first, right? And we all want first, but but sweet card, and he should be 
the catcher of the future for the Brewers. Fingers crossed. I just want to pull that up because I knew you'd like that. <laughs> uh, Rob, thank you, uh, Muse, of course. And uh, everyone, thank you so much for watching today's live stream. If you have any questions, hop onto the Slab Sox Instagram page. Um, I'm sure you'll be able to put some comments in there and we'll reply or other people reply. Normally, people are very good about replying to comments in our, in our comment section. We built a nice little community there to help each other out. Um, I appreciate you all for watching. Nate, thank you for joining me. Yep. We no will problem. see you all next week, 6 p.m. Eastern time, the same time. And get to that Wisconsin Dallas card show if you can. If you can't, you can at least join tomorrow's break stream at 3 p.m. Eastern time. I will see you all there.